You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Girls After Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another episode of Girls, and it's almost over. We are in Season 2, Episode 9, one more episode to go, and this one is on all fours. I am your host, Kelly, and hanging out with me. I'm on my twos. I'm Thomas. Cross for me. And I'm on my... uh back end i don't know <laughs> spicy <Body>. moment <laughs> on my back no. i'm just miriam <laughs> this is a very interesting episode tonight it's a, it's a very anxiety driven episode we've got q-tips and new relationships weird sex scenes and some you know singing rapping <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of richard cheese if you guys ever downloaded richard cheese he's um, anyway we'll get to morning yeah so i just funny it, there was so much going on in the episode and i think it it the sequence was really nice in this one. I liked kind of how it flowed together, so I figure we just like break it down from top to bottom. Let's do it. You know, from top to bottom. <laughs> on all yes. fours. On nice, all Kelly. Fours. <laughs> Thanks or for on finishing our back. that. <laughs> or crawling. Whichever so, you prefer. Yeah. So <laughs> the episode opens up with Adam and his new girlfriend, Natalia. Yes. And it's very cute. Their chemistry is really cute, and he seems to be a lot more light, not so dark. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just seems a little happier. He seems more comfortable in himself and not so angry. Well, it seems like almost he's excited that somebody likes him and that he likes somebody or that he's getting attention back from someone other than Hannah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if I believe that he's in love with Natalia. No. But I think that he's relieved to have a distraction. She's like a breath of fresh air for him, basically, yeah. and brings out... The light, like you said, the lighter and, and better side of him in a way. Well, it's his adult relationship. This is it's it's it feels more adult. Mm-hmm. The situation where Hannah is definitely on the younger side and is more uh, childlike and childish, mm-hmm. where Natalia is very mature. And they're doing adult things. They, you know, they were coming in from a movie. They went to go see a romantic comedy together, which is not something we saw Adam and. Uh, Hannah do. I mean, their biggest thing was going to the wedding together, right? As a date. They didn't really have dates. It was more of an after-hours kind of relationship. And they weren't really very nice to each other. So this is a very different relationship for him. Well, when they got back, you know, when they're in the bedroom, she told him she wanted to have sex with him. And I thought... He tried to get into it and tried to be the man mm-hmm. in the bed, but it seemed like part of him was holding back. Right. Or that's what I got I out of it. I felt that, too. Yeah, I think he was a little nervous. It was very different. He is used to being the dominator, and she was very open about what she wanted sexually, that she was ready, just very comfort- comfortable and confident, and this is what I want to do, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, I want to take it slow. I like that he says, mm-hmm. um, I like how clear you are with me. Yeah. But- I got a different impression. I felt mm-hmm. as if it wasn't, oh, here I am, excited that someone's being aggressive I felt like in that moment he was like am I ready to be with somebody else am I ready to in my mind 
cheat on somebody who I'm still in love with. Could have been. I think it was more psychological for him as far as the Hannah thing is concerned than him being excited that somebody was clear about what they wanted. I definitely saw a hesitation. I don't necessarily think he was that sexually excited. I didn't really get that from them. It was a little awkward. And especially the awkward conversations like you brought up when Mm -hmm. we were watching it. It's it always kind of stops the, the 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 passion a little bit when you have that kind of conversation in the middle of it. It does kind of make things a little awkward. But if you compare the beginning sex to the ending sex, I think that originally he was doing something in order to make Natalia feel comfortable, but then it revealed itself later on that he couldn't really be comfortable being himself because he mm-hmm. is a little kooky, he's a little zany when it comes to his sexual life, mm-hmm. and he likes weird-ish. And so I think she reminded him that he's abnormal by Mm -hmm. his demands and desires. Well, I think that, um, I actually think that Hannah did that when he, you know, and as, you know, we talk about later, but they had a little run-in, and I think that's kind of what triggered the change. Because it seems when he met Natalia, and this whole thing is different, so therefore we're seeing a different side of him. Mm -hmm. But then he has this run-in with someone that actually knows him for all of his darkness, Mm -hmm. and it brought it back out. Good point. I think that I he think was kind right. of split down the middle. He was trying to be different, trying to do something else. And then when, you know, they went to the party and then even to the point where he started drinking. Well, I think mm-hmm. at the party, I noticed that he felt very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and out of place. That he, this isn't Adam's normal element that he's usually mm-hmm. in. Right. And so in order for him to get comfortable, especially after seeing Hannah, I mean, we see him relapse. Mm-hmm. He can't handle being himself and being sober around these people. And I think that's why he went and he, he relapsed and had the drink. Right. Well, and Hannah, well, he walked outside, I guess, to get get a breath of air to relax, ran into her, which was really odd. And then the drinking is probably what got him to act really creepy towards towards Natalia. That's her name. To act creepy towards her. And he, I mean, he had her walking on all fours. And, you know, I, I think, like you had mentioned, like, Natalia being in his apartment, in Adam's apartment, reminded him of how of exactly how different he is. She questioned his artwork. What what's he going to sell that boat down? Which is kind of creepy, you know. And then <laughs> and then the fl- the place was disgusting. But she was also very positive about it. She was like, "No, I can help you." You know, th- this is this doesn't show the bright star that you are, which I thought was really beautiful that she shared that. It just, like you said though, it did get creepy. You know, when he told her to crawl to the bedroom, and then he just. I mean, he got really... I mean, I, I, f- I felt it was very inappropriate just watching it as a viewer. He was trying to punish her for not being Hannah. I feel... In, in my mind, I felt like he had a relapse when he saw Hannah, mm-hmm. and he was trying to push her to another level that she obviously wasn't comfortable with, but that he remembered about himself that Hannah just resurfaced. And so I just feel like it was very awkward for her because she didn't know that side of him. She sees this like Mm -hmm. quirky, fun guy who's a little awkward, but it makes her feel comfortable. But she hasn't seen like what you said, Kelly, the Mm -hmm. dark side of him that Hannah resurfaced. I Mm -hmm. think that um, as far as his inhibitions coming out, alcohol does that. Mm. And it because he was intoxicated, I think that's what brought it out. It was. I think there were several things that triggered because you could see, like when he was at the engagement party, the guy says, "I can't believe I'm missing the game for this." He doesn't. He can't connect with people on a, on that kind of level. And so for him to, you know, go outside because he just couldn't handle being around those people, then running into Hannah, and then going in and having a drink, he it, it lowered his inhibition, his inhibitions, mm-hmm. so he was able to just 
do what he did. And I don't think he um, he didn't really think that through. Well, he didn't get sloppy drunk either, which was what I was expecting to happen. I thought that when he had that drink and then they're dancing and they seem to be genuinely having a really good time at the party after mm-hmm. all of that, I thought it was going to go in a different direction. And I was happy to see that it didn't. But I think when they got back to his house and that's when he felt because the thing about Adam is he has a very dark personality that we saw in the first season. Mm-hmm. And, but he's also like crazy intellectual and such a different level. Like he gets deep about things and a lot of people don't understand him. And that was one of the ways that he and Hannah connected, I think, because they're two so d- d- weird and different. Socially awkward. It's very socially awkward. And in this sense, you know, he comes back to his place. This is him showing himself to her and her automatic reaction walking in is negative. Mm. Even though she tried to change it and be like, no, this just isn't, this isn't the him that she has known for the past few days. Right. But she was automatically cutting it like, oh, this is she gross. She was disgusted. Was like, she, was, she was. She was very but disgusted you, by the whole situation. Did you really believe the fun that he was having with her? I felt like it was more contrived. I felt like he was trying to have fun because he just come from... I think he was trying to take his mind off of it, yeah, for sure. I don't think that he was really living in that moment. I think he was trying to overcompensate for something that negative that just happened to him. So he was pretending to have fun with her. Yeah, but when you're drinking and stuff and you're, you know, dancing around and whatever, that, that kind of, like, euphoric feeling takes over and you're not so depressed. And I think once once they got home and started to calm down, reality hit. then reality hit, the depression comes in. And, you know, we don't know if this is... The, well, obviously, this is the first time she's been to his place. So the only person that's been there before was Hannah. Yeah. What's interesting? So that has to be very awkward. Point about this is her mother's an addict. He's an addict. Right. The fact that she didn't even question him even more allowing him to drink. That kind of shocked that kind of it, it kind of surprised me just knowing like what she experienced her mother going exactly. through and not and not trying to prevent him from going through that or possibly relapsing because she doesn't know how bad of a problem he has and, and he's never wanted to drink before. It wasn't ever a discussion that she had. No, he, um, she even asked him when they first got to the party, she's like, do you mind if I have a glass of wine or something to drink? Because mm-hmm. I know my mother's uncomfortable when mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. in front of her. And so she was, she's very aware of it. But when he said that he was going to have a drink, um, I don't, like you said, I don't think she knew how bad his problem is, if it's even that bad. Well, remember when he was at the AA meeting, he talks about he he mm-hmm. stopped drinking when he was 17. He recognized that he was having that it was going to get worse. So he didn't even allow himself, for, at least that was what I got of, from his conversation yeah. at the meeting. He didn't allow himself to get into a full-fledged addiction. Like he saw that it was going to be mm-hmm. a problem, so he just cut. He just cut it. And that's what he explained. So I wonder if it's really not that bad. And it doesn't really seem to be because he mm-hmm. wasn't sloppy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't violent, really. He got into a little bit of a dark, depressed place. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she he wasn't holding her hostage. She could have left at any moment if she was uncomfortable. She still willingly did what she didn't really want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But her not really being comfortable with it, I think, made him uncomfortable. And you can see that he was nervous after the sexual experience and had doubt about whether she was going to stay or not. Like, I think he mentioned something like, are you going to leave me now? Or I think it, it was now? a little bit of a self-sabotaging thing, too. Mm-hmm. I think he, think he was I think trying he to tried scare to, her off. Yeah, mm-hmm. he tried to push her away, I think, because I don't know if he, in his mind, felt he wasn't good enough for her, or in his mind, after seeing Hannah, realized, I still love Hannah, which yeah. we get to previews. But it was very... It was very odd because, I mean, she's beautiful. She loved him. She mm-hmm. was nothing but supportive to him. They had a great night. It was just really sad, which, again, is like real life. Sometimes people sabotage relationships. It was just really sad to that happened to him. And the kind of the way he treated her in bed, like, he could tell, like, she wasn't enjoying it, but he just didn't care. And it was just kind of sad to see him 
self de- he was self-destructing. And to me, that, that made me yeah. sad as a viewer to watch him. <laughs> I, I, was, I was rooting for him in her. Like it, was, really was. it was very uncomfortable to watch that. I'm sorry. If you've ever been in a position where you are going to have a sexual experience and you haven't bathed, that's the most awkward. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating her ass. <laughs> and she's like, wait, I kind of didn't take a shower today. I felt so bad for her in that moment because I've been there. And gosh darn it, that is awful. You're so insecure in that moment. And you're yeah. like, well, not only that, he just really made the whole situation dirty, oh, no. and that's it was what bad she for didn't her like. all around. Yeah, you know? and he recognized that, and he apologized for it, and you know all of that. But it still doesn't. But I think in a different circumstance, had he kind of uh, made her feel a little bit more comfortable about him being a little bit more freaky, like if he was an, on a different day, they were sitting on the couch, and he was like, "Hey, babe, I want to try something different with you. What mm-hmm. if I make you crawl? And what if I make you beg for her? What if I punish mm-hmm. you? Right. Then she'd probably be more open to it. But he just came out of the blue." and was just like crawl for me I'm gonna hit it from behind you're not gonna get to come and we're just gonna have the sexual experience I think it just threw her for a loop because they're not that close at the end of the day they haven't been together that long right like who is this guy to her she barely knows him I know it was it was definitely awkward and I think Hannah played a big part in that and that he's got to deal with those unresolved feelings because he probably thought he was over it and he realized that he wasn't and Mm -hmm. so this is something he's going to have to deal with which I think it's going to be the same on her end I mean that takes us right into Hannah she is having some major OCD issues, a lot of anxiety. She's stressing out a lot over this this ebook that she's writing. We see, you know, we first see her in the elevator, mm-hmm. and you know, she looks a little disheveled. She looks she's grabbing like, her butt like yeah. several, like seven had, or eight times. Yes. She had a wedge, but she's got the OCD, so she's mm-hmm. do everything eight times. <laughs> and she's got the little tick and all of these things, and she looks a, a lot more disheveled than she usually does. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely something wrong. She's not taking her medication, that's for sure. No, and she goes to see David. Mm-hmm. And he's not happy with her work. But he, he was honest. He, mm-hmm. he, he was actually really polite because we were talking about the, devil's, the devil wears Prada. And, you know, a lot of movies, the way they portray publicists and a lot of people in that industry, when you're not providing what they need, a lot of times they'll just tell you point blank. You know, like, I'm, we're not going to cuss, but, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll rip you a new one. But he was actually really polite to her. You know, he said, I didn't finish reading it. It didn't inspire me. I I felt he could have gone a lot more left with it. I mean, what do you guys think? Well, I think he was. You know, he was just open and honest Mm -hmm. and was like, you know, I didn't finish. I didn't finish reading these, not because I didn't have time. I didn't want to. I didn't. It wasn't your voice. I want to hear about, you know, where's this sexual pain? Where's all of these things that you're going through? I don't feel like I'm getting that. So if you're not getting laid right now, make it up. Like, I, yeah. I want to hear she, about something else. What she was writing was very vanilla and very unHannah-like. And so and he said it was very Jane Austen. And yeah. that's not. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to what we've always said in her writing. She tries to write what she thinks people expect her to write exactly. and, and not from true experience. And I'm hoping that, that we'll start to see that change, especially after this meeting. And that's not why he hired her. He hired her to write in her own, own, voice. Her own words, her life. Like he said, she's, he's like, have you had sex? She's like, yeah, I had sex with the, with a teenager. He's like, you need to write about that. She's like, well, I could go to jail. You still need to write about that. You need to write about <laughs> yeah. these crazy experiences that are going to make people want to read. Well, and it's not not to be afraid to be mm-hmm. if that's the kind of writer she claims she wants to be, then she shouldn't be afraid to express those things, to tell those stories, and to share that. That's what her whole path is supposed to be, right? Well, and he was he was super nice. Like he totally could have been like, I'm done with you. Next one, you right? Know? Like he totally has given her another chance. Do you think though that her not being her pain right now, which we're seeing because of the OCD, her pain from the breakup and the pressure of the book, mm-hmm. that it's too painful for her to write about those sexual experiences? I mean, her last intimate sexual experiences were with Adam, and 
now that she's not having that kind of interaction, for her to reflect back on it, I think would make her anxieties worse than they are. And it will bring up, it'll surface those feelings that she's been having. Well, I think the weekend with the doctor really made her rethink her experiences with Adam because even their run in tonight was so different. Remember when he tried to call her, she wasn't even taking his calls. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to, she was, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking he was following her. She was hiding from him. And this time when she runs in him on the street, she can't stop talking. Mm -hmm. And and she even admits that there's this weird feeling that comes over her when he calls her a kid like he used to call her all the time. And she looks almost teary-eyed that she genuinely missed him is what I got from that. I don't think she knew that until now. No, I don't think so either because remember when she's in the psychiatrist's office, she says, I can't tell if he's the worst person in the world or the best person Mm -hmm. in the world and I figure I need space until I figure that out. So she's still very conflicted over those feelings and I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I think the book... The, like dealing with the dealing with the book, dealing with Adam, I think is is what's triggering her her anxiety and mm-hmm. her OCD. I mean, we all cringed and were like yelling when she was putting the Q-tip in her ear. The that Q-tip, was, oh, I the Q-tip. That. that was the worst. Like, and you know Ow. when you're cleaning your ears, I some people don't have to clean their ears. I have to clean I my ears. To. I'm being real. It feels so yeah. good. And when you do, you know not to go that far in yeah. there. You and can make yourself go deaf. You do it on accident sometimes, it feels and gross. it hurts. Terrible. She kept sho- her OCD made her shove it in farther and farther and farther, and then it got stuck. Oh, and it was painful. I, I felt, you know, you felt bad for her. And then right? you cringe or something you can't even watch, and then she's on the floor crying. She calls her parents, and she has this very weird relationship with her parents where they're not quick to come to her rescue. Mm-hmm. They always think she wants something. She's always got a motive. She's dramatic. Always over dramatic. They don't genuinely Ugh. just are, con- they don't Sorry. seem to be genuinely concerned about her because she has all these different issues that she's not upfront and honest about. So Even her mom though was, she, she stepped into mom mode and was like nothing, nothing smaller than an elbow goes yeah. in her ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she stepped into and mom mode and it, she's that. like, it's too late, you know? But she, you know who's going to go with you to the hospital and if you notice she doesn't ask anybody you know she says you know one of my 11 to 15 very close friends that's not why I'm calling you she gets defensive Mm -hmm. when I feel like that's why she was calling them she Mm -hmm. was calling them to come and rescue her Mm -hmm. because she was in kind of a little kid mode I mean I still get that way sometimes when I don't feel good or hurt myself I want to call my mommy (laughs) (laughs) that's a natural reaction you know it's kind of a natural thing but I gotta do because no one cares more than your mom no and you want the comfort and that's not what she got when she made the phone call well the thing is is her parents aren't even in the same state well neither is mine, so, but it's, it's it's still when I call, it still yeah. makes me feel better in the way that a mom is supposed to. Yeah. And I think that's what she was looking for. But her mom, we've known from past episodes, mm-hmm. she's her mom doesn't do that. No, her mom's the tough love mom, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. doesn't really go very far. I don't know why parents do that. I mean, there's a time and place for tough love, and that was an instance of not to do that. Which I really like that she didn't start blaming her like she usually does. Right. No, she got up, she went to the hospital, took care of it. She called her parents because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're the only people she can count on. Like, they're the only people, like, and she didn't want to ask them to come down because they they were going to make a big deal about it. We were there last time. Mm -hmm. And frankly, there was nothing they could do, but like you said, talking to her mom and dad, it just made her feel, it it just reassured what she needed to do. She knew she needed to go to the hospital. She knew she'd get the the freaking Q-tip out of her ear. It was disgusting. Mm -hmm. But I think the craziest part about it is she gets there and the doctor is, or the nurse, whoever, the practitioner, whoever is seeing her is, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is really rude to her about it, kind of making fun of her about it. And she's genuinely upset, but then she wants to keep the Q-tip. Oh. Well, but you know what was interesting? She wanted to balance it out. Her OCD was she acting did. 
Yeah. And I felt up. I felt that's why she started crying was because she couldn't control her OCD. And mm-hmm. so one side was taking care of, and the other side was. And so she's like, "Can you do the other side?" He's like, "Your ears fine." She's like, "No, but it, it, it feels a little off. My balance feels off, which is her OCD kicking right. in." And and that inner voice, whatever it is, she, is, is fighting with her. I think she wanted him to do it for her because she knew what she was capable of. Yeah. And she knew she was going to have to go deeper well, and deeper. And she would have told her to go deeper and deeper to even out the like in her in her in her in her mindset at that time she probably would have told him to go for blood to be honest with you well i mean and at, that's what we see at the end of the episode that's exactly what she does yeah. she sits back in the bathroom Ugh. takes the same q tip on the other end Ew. and Ugh. goes to town and she thinks about it you can see she's i'm sorry using the same q tip just disgusting <laughs> like, she had to flip it around though please remember? flip it like no she did flip it she did flip it i also think that the q tip thing when she revealed that to adam she said that I, I can't remember how she said it to him uh i just came to the doctor ear problem or she's like I shoved a q-tip too far down my ear or right something. and he's like oh gosh kid I think that in that moment it reminded him or it triggered for him this poor helpless thing she still needs me like I think that that was a trigger for him too because that was one of the things that he loved the most about her and he said that last mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. was that, that he to teach her stuff yeah that I have to teach her, I have to take care of her that need and she reminded him of that and I don't think that the current girl Natalia has given him that this I need you feeling. she's very independent she she mm-hmm. doesn't need him like he just adds to her life which is why he walked right back inside and tried to cut the conversation very awkwardly which also it hurt Hannah but at the same time it showed Hannah you mm-hmm. messed up this is why this is happening and well, you lost I think out on she love. remembered in that moment too how much she missed him mm-hmm. and just even just hearing him like we said before just hearing him call her kid well we see the same thing it's a, rep- a repetitive pattern on this show and just in life in general with any of us women we can you know attest to that is that when a man moves on you know just like uh, Marnie and you know Charlie when a man moves on or shows that he's with somebody else it's like dang it I want my shiny toy back exactly there's always the give and take I'll, you have to go a couple of rounds before you figure out it's done and I think it's something that everybody can relate to and everybody goes through um, but real quick I want to take a second to remind you guys to please go to iTunes download our podcast rate and comment it's free we love Five to uh, hear what you guys think about the episode and on YouTube as well. We read all of your comments. We really appreciate them. So keep them going. And there are tons of other after shows too. I know everybody in this room does another show. So definitely check them out. And uh, make sure to comment. We appreciate it. Thanks. So... So Charlie, Charlie and Marnie. No, I, I got I to do, like, this Charlie and Marnie is getting on my nerves because she needs to just leave him alone. I'm so annoyed by that whole situation because she dumped him twice. Three times, basically. It Rejected him, hot, like, three times. It was hot. No, it was. It's but, hot. <laughs> and you, you realize why she kept going back because the first time she went back to his place in the first, last episode, he was kind of a jerk to her. Oh, yeah. Didn't, and that's what she needed. She just, she wanted to be back in back in the good graces with him. I think she just wanted to prove to herself that she could. Well, initially we see her go to the office in this episode because he blows off a lunch that they're supposed to have. Yeah, but why are they supposed to have lunch? She broke up with him like twice. I think that he, he and he he says it, he sees mm-hmm. that she's flailing, that she's mm-hmm. not doing well. She's, she's not her normal self. Mm-hmm. And he... Almost because they've been together for so long, and I know that this has happened to, to many of us in relationships. You're together with somebody for so long, you don't you hate to see that happen, and you don't want to see them hurt, but at the same time, you want to rescue them. And so I think that he's now put in a position where he feels that he needs to be there for her, and with him being there for I her, I didn't really get that from. But I also all. I also get the same feeling like he's he kind of with how she's treated him in the past, he's also shoving it in her face. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, that's yep. what I think. I don't see. I don't. 
don't feel like bittersweet I see, revenge. I see both because he he it's is a good guy, but now he's like, no, f you. Like basically, forget you. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Ha-ha. But at the same time, he mm-hmm. he's trying, and then he's like, I have more important things to do. Like so, I think he's trying to. He's reeling her in. I think with good intentions, and he's like, you know what? I'm not going to stop my plan. If something better comes along, he's not he's not going to cancel it for her. There Charlie you know. knows mm-hmm. exactly what he's doing. Absolutely. Charlie is the nice guy. Charlie is not this pretentious like so did Charlie grow a pair is that what we're saying he grew a pair Mm -hmm. because he finally has a pair like he he (laughs) can rub it in her face now because he is actually for the first time in his life doing better than her Mm -hmm. she's weak she needs him and he doesn't need her and he's not goo goo gaga over her I think that now he has the power and when you get that power for the first time and you've never had it like it's a new, it's an overwhelming experience for him it's exciting yeah it is, and that is what's attractive I don't think it has much to do with the fact that he's in love with her and like all of this no he it's the fact that now he has mm-hmm. power over her and he can sleep with her if he wants to he can pick her up and put her down and that's because that is where she is I mean the song that she sang really the, how embarrassing was that nobody was into it it's a Kanye and West song, which Kanye is hilarious. She, it was just <laughs> yeah. like a Richard Cheese. Like, she sang it a cappella, and it was just... But she basically, but the words to the song were basically talking smack about what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So it was very contra- congratulations, but talking about how this is fake stuff. But, it's, it, but it fits it's, really well if you think about the basis for the company. The basis mm-hmm. is her. Yeah, so the song what, actually fits very well. And it's actually pretty funny because I wonder if the people in the room realize they don't know. That, the comp- that she is the reason they have their job. Right. So it is kind of funny if you and I, maybe that's maybe that's what kind of turned Charlie on yeah because it's really funny that she's dissing them you know forget this forget that and I can't remember the lyrics to the song right now but it was it was just so funny to see it kind of came about face I, I, I liked that they I addressed think, it I think his weakness was sexy to her I mean, mm-hmm. his her weakness was sexy to oh, him. Oh, of That's course, because I mean. he it made him That's feel like I mean. a man. Her weakness was sexy to him. For the first time, he's the man, mm-hmm. and he hasn't experienced that before in this relationship. How mm-hmm. do you feel about her singing skills? I actually really like her. I, I like, like her, her voice. Singing. Yeah. I think she started voice. off a little rocky, mm-hmm. not quite hitting the pitch it should, but then by the end, I thought that she was doing really well. She, yeah, I think I she impressed. has a good voice. She has a nice voice. She has a great voice. voice. She just needs to choose better music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was very strategic, mm-hmm. what she was trying to do. And I mean, she got what the end result she that she wanted, do? I think. She wants, she's like the little kid standing in front of him, pay attention to me, pay attention mm. to me, you are not too cool for me. You are not better than me. And she got the end result that I believe that she wanted. She just wanted him. She wanted him because she needed to prove to herself that she still had mm-hmm. it that way. That's what she needed and that's what she got. And so that was a hot second. She, scene. but this, awesome and, and we Charlie. saw we saw from the previews <laughs> that you know he. You're right. He has the power now. He doesn't want anything serious. It's going to be a very casual thing, and she can't stand it. Well, it was interesting. So when they he wa- he takes her to his office. You know, it's dark in there. You know, kind of setting it up and. You know, what does she tell him? She asks him, like, are you going to try to feel bad for me? How bad was my performance? At least tell me. He's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Basically, like, you know you know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to play that. And then he just totally went in for the kill, which I thought was, like, that was pretty awesome. Go Charlie. Because usually, remember in the past, he'd be like, oh, you know, are you sure you want to do this? I don't know about this. Very, very, very passive on everything, which drove her crazy. Right. And then mm-hmm. this, actually, he just totally He's took aggressive. charge of the situation. And right. he was the man. And he didn't care if anybody saw. He wasn't worried about it. And that's which what made her- her. Well, yeah. He's a G now. Like even Shoshana recognizes it. She's like, "You look amazing. You look really good. Yeah. Like you could even have anyone you want here. Even me." Like <laughs> yeah. she, you know, brought that to his attention. And 
Charlie did look good. He, he does look anybody good. Anybody who wants to right after Buzz, even me. <laughs> so it was a shift. He had an extra pep in his step. There's definitely well, a newfound confidence. He, you know, and that's what makes him even sexier yes. because when you feel good about you, it you just radiate well, that. That's the thing with men. Like when we have a career and we are on a good career path, it we just exude that. And I think just society embraces that with us. Mm-hmm. Women to the same extent, but women women have different options. Men, your career defines you. I mean and right. and that's what Charlie is he's riding that high right now and he is he's the head of this company. So you know he he's a big man on campus. And Ray can't seem to take it. Oh, Ray no. is you know that brings us into Shoshana and Ray. Ray is having a really hard time with this. He's basically insulting mm-hmm. everything that's going on down to the beer. And he just that's just him, and that's how Charlie takes it. This is Ray. This is what he does. Whatever. Well, what did you think at the, you know, going back, a little backtracking, when we were talking about Ray and Shoshana. Remember, was it last week or the week before we were predicting how Shoshana, last week, how if she could keep the secret from Ray, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, how she would handle this. And she totally is about to, like, blow under the pressure when she's, like, serving him tea, tea time when he's sick. <laughs> and she's super freaking nervous. I'm just going to be a good girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I don't even and, think he was sick. She was just trying to <laughs> cater to him. And she had, like, really, she was really really nervous and it, it was really I don't I can't remember who she's predicted guilty. that she's mm-hmm. absolutely guilty and she's starting to she's gonna pop, she's gonna crack and mm-hmm. we see that happen throughout the interactions now he is a very smart man he picks up on it mm-hmm. and then the jealousy kicks in look at her you know doting all over these guys and talking to them so mm-hmm. he knows some things up because she's avoiding him on purpose and he finally asks her and she in Shoshana fashion I held hands with the door man <laughs> and it was so sad because then he hugs her and says I love you so much he finds I, that adorable yeah. and she lied to him and but she can't she just can't bear to break the truth to him but I also think that her flirting with other men is not just to avoid Ray I think that she is now tickled and finally coming in touch with her own sexuality Mm -hmm. and finding out, wow, men are really attracted to me. I really get attention from people. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit empowering for her as well. What was up with her hair with that bun up in the front? (laughs) She was making us, you know, a little style. That's just shosh. Yeah. (laughs) Was it shosh bun? It's just a shosh bun. It's the new new, uh, hair fashion. Yeah. (laughs) I like like when Marnie is asking him to lay down the track. She wants to lay down a track. And yeah. she's like, lay down the track for him. Come on, lay down the track for her. But that was the track. The yeah, that was the song track. was the track. <laughs> and she t- uh, yeah, that was that was an it awesome. It was just funny though, you know, she, now she's into all the music lingo. Like, do you know how to use garage band? I want to lay down this track. <laughs> and then Shoshana totally is like, no, Ray, go do it for her. you. You gotta help her. Like, yeah. you know, she's supporting her friend. What do you think? Do you think Shoshana and Ray like how, how do you feel about the relationship? Do you think there's enough, or do you think she's just going to break it? I think she's going to break it. I think it's on its way. It's just some rocky roads, yeah. if not completely just Because every guy that gives her a compliment now, she's just in awe. She's so bashful, and I just think she's giving a lot of attention to other people. Yeah. Uh, to overcompensate for something that she's missing from Ray, and she knows it. And the sad thing is, Ray's opening up to her. Like even at the beginning, he's he apologized, and she was shocked. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You never apologize." He's like, "I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that." And you know, telling her he loves her, and you know, I just I just think it's kind of sad that Ray's putting forth a lot of effort. It may be a little too late, but he's definitely trying. And I guess you know, from here on out, we'll just kind of see where that goes, and if um, if uh, uh, 
why can't I think of her name right now? Who's the one that was Jessa? missing? Jessa. Well, Jessa comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where is Jessa? Yeah, where's Jessa? Negro right now. find out, you know, if she's going to come back, what's going to happen. And uh, from the looks of the preview, it doesn't look like uh, Natalia and Adam are going to last very long. He seems like he's back into his little, you know, dark, destructive Step back to his destructive self until so. Hannah calls. Until Hannah calls, so I don't. Mean, we'll see about that. But um, one cool and exciting thing over here at After Buzz is that Mar- our very own Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro have done this really fun comedy called uh, Adventures of Serial Buddies, and it is kind of like a Dexter meets like Dumb and Dumber. It's a really fun comedy and is out in the- select theaters in select cities. I believe it's in New York and Chicago, Boston, here in LA, and a couple other places. So if you um, are in the mood to see a really great movie, which you should be always, definitely go to <laughs> adventuresofserialbuddies.com and check out the schedule and go and see that movie. It's it's super funny. I've, I've already seen it, as I, ho- I know you guys have. So <laughs> definitely go check it out. You can follow them on Twitter. AfterBuzz has the trailer and all of that for you. So it's at AMC Theaters. So get your tickets and go see it. Ooh. All right. You guys want to do, <laughs> do news and gossip? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. AfterBuzz <laughs> What do you got? What do you got? All right. So go to cbsnews.com. They interview Lena Dunham. And an interesting thing that she talks about, ladies, uh, she talks about how Hannah's clothing, which we've talked about many of times, which I've said does not flatter her, is specifically tailored to be less flattering. So it's all on purpose. She said it's just a big part of the character. (laughs) I totally knew it. I predicted that. Well, I mean, she has a really good style in her in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got a really great style and and she knows how to pick clothes that flatter her body. So that absolutely makes sense because the clothes that she wears on the show, whoa. They give her splinters. Today she she didn't even like have pants on. She just for most of yeah. Well, and that the, T-shirt. Adam said, "Put some pants on." Like, come yeah, on. she only her would walk around Brooklyn or New York, like yeah, dressed with like no that. pants on. A really interesting comparison the article makes is, uh, you know, how Seinfeld gave us a show about nothing. Girls is a show about everything, which I thought was a really good compliment Aww. to the show. Yeah. So. That is a great compliment. Moving on to the Tennessean.com, and, we'll, and we'll post our links on Twitter and Facebook. But uh, the girls' costume designer named I. Forgive me if I don't pronounce her name correctly, but it's Jen Rojan, I think. I think I think that's. I right. think it's Jen Rojan. Um, she gives some lingerie advice, which <laughs> Hannah doesn't tend to wear lingerie; she just tends to be <laughs> naked. But you know, Marnie tends to have some brassieres or things like that. But you know, she gives some tips to ladies, and um, like one of these tips is: if a bra rides up too high, it's probably too big, and if one digs in, it's probably too small. So mm. I didn't know about that. But if you want some lingerie <laughs> advice, go ahead and go to Tennessean.com. So the worst thing you nice. can have is those underwires that dig in your skin. No. <laughs> Or just a bra that just doesn't fit you, doesn't right? Doesn't fit right. Oh, no, so it's very hard to find a good fitting bra. Or it's not so. flattering. The four boob thing when it does that, I hate that too. Don't we don't? I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things too is getting into the new um, the outline for season three. It seems like uh, Lena did some shaking up in her writers' room, and she let go of a few, uh, like a handful of different writers, and doesn't seem to have replaced them. And. It goes to the sense that a lot of people do it on different shows. Aaron Sorkin got a lot of flack for it for hiring a new mm-hmm. staff for the newsroom and all of that. But one of the writers I gave an interview and said that um, I think that what Lena was interested in is writers who had a lot of real life experiences versus a lot of resume um, mm. Uh, what do you call it? Um, I can't think of the word. Uh, Experience. It, resume building. Um, what do you credits? Uh, resume <laughs> credits. Yes. Sorry, but that's what it was. Is she wants people that have more life experience to feed into these characters than just somebody that's done a lot of writing. But so I think that kind of plays does into she it. have the real life experiences to feed into the character because she's kind of just going off of 
as far as being a 26 year old yeah, yeah absolutely and i think that's what she wants to surround herself but more with never, is like you know, people like that minded. have more like-minded people that can can share different stories and all of that that come with a true a true voice. Maybe she's trying to make up for for her lack, you know. Right. And that's what I was going to yeah. say. She never really probably experienced the real like New York struggle trying to survive without your parents. She's kind of been a But that's why I think she wants to surround herself with people that have gone through that and wherever she has shortcomings, people that can kind of fill that in. So I think that's a very interesting way to go about it and it makes a lot of sense especially for a show like this which so. fits in with, with today's episode about David so telling her so you support her, you know? her replacing the writers she hasn't replaced them or she just she's just kind of gotten rid of go. she's just kind of gotten I mean I think if it makes the show better if it's something that you need to do I mean it happens all the time I just hope it doesn't lessen the quality of the show because you know sometimes when there's mm-hmm. a change in the writers or you know a lack of right. there's a lack of quality in the show I mean and we'll find out we'll see if it was a good decision or mm-hmm. not I you know I don't personally have a feeling either way it just kind of depends I mean I don't I'm not there like day to day on the show so I don't kind of know Gosh, but darn it Kelly I wish I now. was I wish I was but we'll do see. better I <laughs> <laughs> we'll see kind of how it goes and if it makes a difference and if we notice because according to HBO the, the season 3 is going to be along the, exactly the same tone of what we're getting oh, now okay. so it's going to keep with the same flow not any big big kind of shake up changes or anything like that as far as the style well, goes hopefully she'll sock it to us so, and show us she knows yeah. what's up so we, I don't know well let's get into some predictions and find out what we think is going to happen next and now you're after Buzz TV predictions alright Go first. Okay. You go. So I'll go. Um, I think that uh, when Adam receives this phone call from Hannah, they are cr- probably going to hook back up. I think that uh, she has a need. He's going to discover something about her OCD when she comes over. Hopefully he tries to get her help and seek refuge with him once again, and he's going to be the savior. Um, of course, I think him and Natalia are going to be over, and I think that Shoshana is going to continue on her little sescapades as long as she can, cheating on Ray. Oh. I think um, I agree with you on the whole Hannah thing. I think they're going to get back together, and he's he and she needs that. She needs it, and he needs it. Mm-hmm. So they're good for each other. They just are too young to realize that. Right. Um, as far as Shoshana, I think she's going to pop. Like, she's just going to start to crack as far as, you know, all the things. I mean, we saw in the preview, she's like, you don't like any color. Is there anything else that you like besides me? Because he doesn't like anything. Mm-hmm. So I think we're about to see that come to an, to an end. And mm-hmm. she's going to start getting her freak on and looking for more successful men. Um, she she likes more successful men. That's why Charlie was so shiny to her. That's mm-hmm. why talking to the other guy was so great for her because... That's the ideal kind of guy that she really wants, and Ray just is not that. Um, as far as Marnie and Charlie are concerned, I think it's exactly what you said, Kelly. I think he's going to be like, okay, I have you, now I'm done with you. I have you, now I'm mm-hmm. done with you. And he's going to play this whole game, and she's going to wind up falling back in love with him, mm-hmm. and she's going to want to make it work. And God forbid they get back together. I think she might be reminded once again. Remember the sex scene in last uh, season mm-hmm. where he got all like weird and... Mm-hmm. I need you like a daddy mommy kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she'll be reminded of that, which will push them back to this position once again. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is going to happen. And Jessa, I think she's done for the season. I don't see her coming back. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I don't see her coming back till next season. Okay. I think Jess is gonna just appear on some. Maybe maybe Adam's gonna find her on, a, on his little live <laughs> thing. I don't know. But I think she'll she'll make towards the end. She'll make some kind of appearance. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of Shoshana and Ray, I have a feeling they're gonna run into the door guy, and it's gonna get really awkward. It's just gonna be some random place. Oh. 
And it's just going to make her super uncomfortable, and Ray is going to know she's lying. Because I think she's going to try to keep this lie as much as she can. And then Charlie and Marnie, I think, I, I totally agree with you, Mary, about that. I think that he is going to play her back and forth, and maybe he'll start dating another woman on the side, too. It's just like it's casual. You don't like it. You didn't. You, I didn't like it when you did it to me. Now you know how it feels. It's going to be a very tit-for-tat situation. Do you think he's going to be more stronger still? Mm-hmm. We I, all want what we don't have. We all want what we can't have. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what that's what that's going to be. It's going to be a whole back and forth thing. Mm-hmm. I want you because I can't have you. But when I have you, I don't want you. But I like her being like crazy over him right now. I like mm-hmm. her taking on his role, being that yeah. obsessive. I think it's something that she needs as far as growing just Mm -hmm. as a character and in her own way. I think she needs to go through this in order to move on to the next level of what she's going to do with her life. Because you have to kind of figure out all your feelings on Mm -hmm. those. And I think that's kind of what's holding her back is because I think it's a little bit of why couldn't you be like this when we were together? It could have been so different. I could have had this other life. And and it's kind of looking at what could have been and she wants to see what that's going to be. And she's not going to get the answer she wants. So you're always reminded that your gut feeling is usually the right one. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just takes a couple tries until you figure it out. So we'll see. Well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. We have one more I don't episode know. One more episode left and then the no. season is over. <laughs> so we will see you guys here uh, next week for the season finale of Girls. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly with an IE 079. You can twitazzle me at Thomas Guy. <laughs> T-O-M-A-S-G-U-I-D. <laughs> and you can play with my Twitter at spicy <laughs> underscore Madi or stroke my Instagram at spicy <laughs> underscore Madi. You can just follow me on Twitter, <laughs> Miriam L. Gonzalez. And yeah, I have all that other stuff too. But <laughs> I don't indulge as often as I should. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Go see Serial Buddies. <laughs> From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 